1: welcome to the ice guys presented by national hockey now wednesday march the first yes march has arrived it's ian cameron and alex B. smith ready to break down the wednesday nhl card six games a few more than usual for a wednesday looking forward to this card tonight uh again thanks to everybody that either tuned in or joined us live on the Betcast last night it was lots of fun uh once again uh it was a grind from a live betting perspective but That's what it's going to be sometimes. You're not going to just go through the night clear sailing and win every bet. It's just not possible. Uh, But we still enjoyed it. Lots of fun. Threw back a few pints of beer. Uh, Watched a a pretty exciting, entertaining night of hockey uh, in the NHL. We wrapped it up with that great finish with the Bruins and the Flames last night. Somehow Boston gets completely dominated and still wins the hockey game. Uh, That goes to show you just how special things are going right now for the uh, Bruins and the historic season they're having. Incredible performance. I mean, you might as well just chisel uh Linus Allmark's name on the Vesna trophy right now uh, after that game last night, because I don't think there's any way uh, no, uh, another goalie has taken that trophy from him uh, at the end of the season, uh, a spectacular performance, but it was a great bet cast, lots of fun, uh, lots of laughs. And we certainly uh, appreciate everybody joining us uh, last night and we'll do it all over again next Tuesday, March the 7th. Uh, once again, for our next uh, live betcast at seven PM Eastern, uh, rather than a recap of last night's action, um, we're going to focus more on the stuff that went down off the ice yesterday in the NHL in the trade department. And certainly, it's been a busy, you know, few days. Uh, of course, the uh, Patrick Kane uh, trade is official. Uh, yesterday the uh, New York Rangers now uh, have uh, Patrick Kane on their hockey team and again it's amazing that they were able to get him and not give up a whole lot uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks in order to get Patrick Kane who he will not though make his debut as we'll get to in a little bit with the Rangers Flyers game he will not make his blue shirt a debut here tonight uh, tomorrow that will happen against the uh, Ottawa Senators so but Patrick Kane uh, a New York Ranger The Leafs, an incredible flurry of deals for them. I mean, no GM probably was busier yesterday uh, than Kyle Dubas. Uh, Out goes Rasmus Sandin to the Washington Capitals. In comes Eric Gustafson. Out goes Pierre Engvall to the New York Islanders. And in from the Vancouver Canucks as well comes Luke Shen. Uh, And all of a sudden, you factor in the trade they made the day before on Monday with Chicago bringing in Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, you know, it is suddenly incredible to see how much depth this team has up front depth on the blue line. They've got eight defensemen right now currently. And and I, that's why I think they're going to make another trade because they've got eight defensemen right now, still uh, on their roster uh, you know, that are up with the big clubs. So I think another move has to be made, but they have gotten really depth at all positions right now. Uh, The Leafs are clearly going for it and no, if we're going to get through The first two rounds we're gonna have to go through tampa bay and boston to do it you know two of the absolute best teams in the nhl so uh, absolutely it was a great day for kyle dubas because on paper he's clearly put the leafs in a better position to succeed come playoff time now the onus is on the players i don't want to hear this nonsense about dubas didn't get the job done dubas didn't put a quality team together he did they've just got to fucking play like it at playoff time that's what it boils down to right now so a uh, congr- uh, great job by him yesterday. Great job, Ken Holland. I don't want to hear also from Edmonton. They bring in Matthias Ekholm from the Nashville Predators. The exact piece they need. A shutdown defenseman. Someone that will actually be tough as fuck and sturdy defensively in his own end. And Matthias Ekholm will be that for an Edmonton team that lacks that quite a bit. And I don't want to hear that they overpaid. Did they overpay a little bit? Okay, maybe they did. But this is a desperately needed uh Player for this Edmonton team. They needed a defensive minded defenseman. You know, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, we overpaid for Matthias Eckholm and then complain that they didn't get a defensive minded defenseman. You've got your your stay at home defenseman, your number one shutdown D man. He's probably going to play with Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse has had a rocky season. You watch uh, Matthias Eckholm probably make him a whole lot better. Uh, It's a great move for Edmonton. It's one they had to have. We've seen the defensive warts lately, we've seen the defensive struggles reappear for the Oilers you know, their last handful of games. So applause to, for me, at least, to Ken Holland for going out there and getting uh, Matias at strengthening them on the blue line. And then if we thought all of that yesterday and the day before was enough in terms of trades and deals, we got the bombshell last night, right around the time the BetCast uh, ended last night. We already had heard rumblings that the LA Kings were hot on the trails of both uh, Vladislav Gavrikov and Jonas Korpisalo, from the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in a deal last night. And we were automatically thinking to ourselves, what does this mean for the legend, Jonathan Quick? And that's what he is with the LA Kings. He's a legend. He'll forever be a legend with this hockey team for as good as he was for over a decade, the multiple Stanley Cup titles, just the stellar play every single season in the Stanley Cup playoffs You know, during those runs. You, he's a legend in LA, period, end of story. What would this mean for him? And what it meant was he was going to get sent the other way. And that's exactly what happened. The LA Kings end up trading Jonathan Quick to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the final year of his current contract in a season where he's probably very well could be his last season, where he could be retiring at the end of this season. And that right at the tail end, after his whole career with the LA Kings, he gets shipped to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Gavrikov and Corpusalo. Here's my thoughts on this. And this is split in two ways for me. I think from a hockey trade perspective, from a hockey standpoint, this is a phenomenal trade for the LA Kings. And I know the people that were in love with Jonathan Quick may not want to hear it, but this is a good hockey move by Rob Blake. I don't love the way they dropped it on him. They basically told him on the flight that he's been dealt to Columbus. You got you to gotta do it in a better way than that. Bring him in in a one-on-one sit down and just – talk it out that way you don't just you know on a plane casually say hey jonathan quick we've traded you to columbus i don't like the way they handled that part of it but from a hockey trade perspective it's a good trade for the la kings and look it's a tough business i get it there's human beings involved there's emotions involved there's friendships there's relationships involved i get that totally Uh, and but this is a hockey business this is a business of winning This is a business of trying to win a Stanley Cup right now. If you're Rob Blake and you're the LA Kings, there is no doubt that they're a better hockey team now with this trade. You've got a shutdown defenseman playing on the side uh, on the blue line that they desperately needed more depth and another good defenseman on that side of the ice. They get it with Gavrikov. Corpus Salo has put up very good numbers this year on a bad Columbus team, a bad Columbus defense, a riddled injury-wise Columbus defense. This year, there's no doubt this makes them better, uh, the LA Kings. So if, if you're a fan of the team right now and you want to see this team, you know, do the best they can at playoff time, you're, you should be applauding this trade because it's it's a good move that makes you better, in my opinion. And to me, with how good Corpusalo played in Columbus, you know, and now he plays a better team and a better blue line in front of him. You no, know, there's really good uh, possibility that he's going to go there and play quite well. I think it's going to be a 1A, 1B situation. And, you know, I don't think there's a clear-cut starting goaltender. I think Todd McClellan will ocean here down the stretch uh, of the regular season between Phoenix Copley uh, and Jonas Corpusalo. So that'll be interesting to see that play. Out. I think from a hockey perspective, this is a great trade for the LA Kings. But there's the other side of it. And I get it. I get it. It's the human element. There's no doubt. If you're on Jay Pitar and you're Drew Doughty, you know, the two guys that are still on this team from those couple years, this hits you like a fucking ton of bricks. You know, it just does. And Jonathan Quick was the backbone of this franchise for so many years. Like I said, the great uh, playoff years. But we have to be realistic. I mean, the human element is tough. To say say goodbye to that guy and not have him finish his career with L.A. when it looked like he was this close to doing so, it's tough. It's hard. I'm sure this was gut-wrenching, you know, to say goodbye to Jonathan Quick here. You know, because I'm sure everybody wanted to see him finish with the L.A. Kings. But here's the thing. His season has not been good. Let's be real. Let's be brutally honest here. Jonathan Quick's season has been a nightmare for the LA Kings. He's been awful. Okay? And I think what sealed his fate and what put this trade into full-on motion was last week, Jonathan Quick started against the Islanders, and he actually played pretty well in that game. You'll remember the Kings won that game against the New York Islanders, and he played pretty solid in that game. The the whole team did, but it was a good win. And I think McClellan and maybe consulted with Blake about this He said after, they probably said after that game, look, he's had a tough year. Copley's been starting most of the games, but he played well against the Islanders. You know, and he got a win, maybe a little confidence. Let's put him back in, in the next game and see, because he hadn't started back-to-back games in a long time, Jonathan Quick. And sure enough, they gave him the start Sunday uh, against the New York Rangers. And remember, that was a game where the Kings were actually in a rest advantage spot catching the Rangers on a back to back after playing Washington the day before. so they played the Rangers Sunday night they gave Jonathan quick a second straight start he played pretty well against the Islanders and in that game against the Rangers Sunday, quick was awful okay I can't even sh- I can't even say it enough he was horrific in that hockey game and the Rangers you know ran away with it I think it was what five two six two something like that it was it was not a good game at all. Jonathan Quick and I think that's the moment where Rob Blake realized I think that maybe it's just not going to happen for Quick this year getting consistency getting hot getting on a run putting together consecutive starts in a row and I think that's probably uh, what ended up saying you know what we're a better hockey team if we trade Jonathan Quick and we get more depth and goal and I know from a human element this is gut-wrenching to trade away a guy that was this close to finishing his whole career with the LA Kings, but, and it's hard, it's hard to reconcile that, especially with Jonathan quick, especially just when he, they drop it on him last night. I'm sure he's just, you know, it it just can't believe it, that this has happened, especially to Columbus. You think he's excited to go to Columbus there with a team going nowhere this season. And what's probably his final NHL season. Of course not. You understand why he's upset and you understand why Kopitar and Doughty are probably, you know, emotional, seeing the, their longtime teammate, all the bonds, all the you know celebrations and the and the trips and just the moments you have with Jonathan Quick all these years, I totally understand why they're broken up about it, Kopitar and Doughty in particular. But at the end of the day, they're a better hockey team now. I hate to say it, but they are. And, and now they've got depth and goal. They've got a great t- shutdown defenseman in Gavrikov. It's a tough business. Tough, it, it is. That's, that's the way it is. And that's unfortunately the way it has to be sometimes – so, yeah, it's it's raw emotions saying goodbye to Jonathan Quick, but let's be honest, he's had an awful year, and I think the tandem they've got in net is stronger now than it was before. And, it's again, tough to say that, but I think that's, that's the game. And maybe he was thinking about this two, three weeks ago, Rob Blake, you know, trading away quick, just kicked the tires on it. But I think that Rangers game, you gave him an opportunity to put two good starts in a row together for you, and he completely was awful in that game, off his game, couple bad goals he should have stopped a couple of those I thought against the Rangers and I think that was the that was the kiss of death that was the that that's when it became crystallized to Rob Blake that we got to trade quick we got to trade quick because we 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 need a tandem that we can rely on and count on at Stanley Cup playoff time and unfortunately that was a tandem that would not involve Jonathan Quick based on unfortunately you know a really rough season that he has had uh, Alex, uh, finally, we'll get you in here. What do you think here on the the trades from uh, yesterday, including the big, quick sending to Columbus?
0: Yeah, so one of my mom's favorite movies growing up was uh, The Godfather. Like I grew up watching that, and one of the lines in there, Michael Corleone goes, it's nothing personal, Sonny. It's strictly business, and that's exactly the way the LA Kings went about yep. this trade, and we talked about it last night on the backcast. We said, wow, it would be in bad taste for LA to trade Jonathan Quick, but it seems to be the only thing they can do. I mean, there's no way they're going to be able to uh, move the same five million dollar cap hit that they have with Cal Peterson somewhere. And even then, if you were to do that, okay, well now you have three goalies. You still have Quick up, you know, with the five point eight million cap hit. There's just no viable way to, to to make this work by keeping Quick around and making the upgrades you need as a team. That's on the verge of making the playoffs. And not only that, but making a deep run in the playoffs. We, we talked about LA. This West uh, Western Conference is wide open now. LA with some hot goaltending. Uh, if they can get Copley playing the way he was at the beginning of his year, that earned him another deal uh, extension on, on his contract. Or if Corpus Al can find some new life and new form in Hollywood. We're talking about a team that could probably make it to a Western Conference final, or even win uh, the West potentially. So if they get hot at the right time, so this is a, it's a move that had to be done for sure. It, it, it sucks, obviously. You hate seeing uh, a veteran guy getting moved. This this isn't a Patrick Kane to New York deal. I mean, Patrick Kane's going for his fourth Stanley Cup. John Lee Quick, certainly not going to get his third Stanley Cup right now going to Columbus. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate in that aspect. He's a, a Hall of Fame goalie, uh, more than likely, and, and certainly going to have his number retired in L.A. and everything. Uh, he's the best goaltender in Kings history. But it's just unfortunate his time had to end this way. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, there's rumblings about Columbus could take half of his salary, eat that, and then move him somewhere with a place that needs goaltending. What are the odds that he might pop up in Vegas? I mean, we could be talking about quick playing against his old team in the playoffs if he ends up going to Vegas, depending on how things shake out in the Pacific. What if he goes to uh, a place like Pittsburgh? There's some teams that could use some help. Uh, and so that, that's not to say that he's going to stay
1: in Columbus uh, 48 hours from now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is definitely, I think, what's going to happen. The, all the Pierre Lebrun, uh, Pignotta, uh from fourth period, and uh, Drager, all these uh, insiders are pretty much on the same, you know, course here with Jonathan quick that Columbus is probably going to turn around and trade him just has absolutely no desire to be there at least you know bring him into a situation where you know he can go with a team be a, 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 a you know a 1a1b could he and Vegas is the perfect fit in my opinion because they still have Logan Thompson out long term Aiden Hill look can, can we can we sustain Aiden Hill long term and give him all these starts and put the number one job on his shoulders solely no. no. And Jonathan Quick could go in there, do a little tandem with Aiden Hill for now, uh, and you know, give him some, you know, a little veteran experience there in between the someone that's won a Stanley Cup as well. You can never have enough Stanley Cup winning experience in your dressing room, in your room. And he's certainly going to give that to the Vegas Golden Knights. I know the Pens are you know, maybe somewhat interested in Quick. And I know there's you know Toronto because they're just so concerned about Murray's health long term. You know they yeah. they 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 think he can be a capable number two with Samson but just can't stay any can't stay healthy. It seems Matt Murray and I know they're maybe in on it a little bit, but I think the best fit for both the team and for Jonathan Quick himself is definitely the Vegas Golden Knights, and it wouldn't shock me to see him end up there by Friday.
0: What are the odds that we see a three-way deal with these goalies? Maybe Quick goes to Vegas, Rosswa goes to Toronto, and Murray, who's like I said, it's kind of a reclamation project at this point, goes to Columbus. That yeah,
1: yeah, that could that be fills easier. everybody's
0: needs because you get the veteran goaltender to work with Hill in Vegas. You get a solid backup who can hold his own. And it's not going to battle for any number one time in Toronto. And then you've got Murray who, you know, like I said, dealing with his, you know, trying to stay healthy and, you know, just kind of playing out the string. Well, he can do that in Columbus. And, you know, if anything, he's going to probably, you know, maybe play mid-range to poor, which helps Columbus's chances of trying to get the, uh, a top pick. So That might be the way to go for all three teams, honestly.
1: That's not the that's, – that's a theory that's actually plausible. Like, that's not – like, there's some people that throw out these crackpot trade theories and trade possibilities. That's not – that's, that's actually something that honestly could happen. Now, long shot to happen, but it's like, it, theory-wise, it makes sense for all the parties involved, you know, a, a trade of that uh, cap, uh, that kind of trade. So uh, it'll be fascinating to see what becomes of Jonathan Quick because I will tell you right now, I'll be stunned if he's a Columbus Blue Jacket come 3 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Yeah, uh, I, I think somehow, some way he will get moved because I know one thing's for sure, and I believe those reports to be 100% fact that he's not the least bit happy. Uh, to be going to Columbus and in the fashion like this. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, between between now and Friday on the Jonathan Quick front and the Jacob Chikrin front, which he's the last domino to fall right now. You know, we're still waiting on where Chikrin will end up. Uh, There's still a bunch of teams. Pittsburgh, I'm hearing that Ottawa is making a late push now on Jacob Chikrin too because they just beat, they just dummied Detroit, a team that they're battling with for a playoff spot. Ottawa's right back in the hunt again. You know, and it's not like the teams that they need to catch are, you know, teams that, you know, they can't maybe track down because they've also been inconsistent all season. You can't tell me they can't track down uh, Islanders or Pittsburgh, you know, and Pittsburgh barely beat Nashville uh, last night. So uh, definitely uh, it'll be interesting to see now where uh, Jacob Chikrin also ends up before Friday's deadline. Uh, And by the way, Friday will be on the air with our regular daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern. And that's going to be the final hour before the trade deadline. So we will be sure to uh, keep up to date, keep everybody up to date on the trades that may be uh, breaking that final hour uh, leading up to the deadline on Friday's edition uh, of the Ice Guys. All right, let's get to Wednesday's card. we got six games. We'll start with the New York Rangers and Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, This is a TNT game. Uh, Taking place tonight, a doubleheader on TNT. This is the first game. Rangers minus 230, road favorite, six the total. I know TNT must be disappointed at least a little bit. Patrick Kane's debut isn't uh, happening until tomorrow night, but it is what it is. I think they just wanted to, you know, get him a chance to just take a breath, you know, collect his bearings a little bit, settle in just a little bit with the team. Uh, with the organization, uh, and he'll play tomorrow against uh, Ottawa. That, and you're playing the Philadelphia Flyers. You may be able to beat the Flyers and should be able to beat them without them. Uh, I think that maybe there's some sentiment. They won't say that publicly, but I'll say it. They probably think that way uh, as well. Uh, To to the Flyers' credit, Alex, we've talked about how hard they've worked all season. They've been an undermanned group. They just don't match talent-wise, especially firepower up front of some other teams. But you can tell this team is now hitting the wall. And I think the reason for that is, look, they're playing teams every night that are battling for playoff spots. Points are at a premium. Uh, and, you know, you're talking about a Flyers team now that, you know, when a team is really not going to look past the Flyers, they're going to have a tough time. That's just the way that the way it is. They're going to have a tough time winning those kind of games. And they've really been hurt by the fact that they've been without Travis Konechny. He's been a heartbeat for this team all year. He's had an excellent season, 54 points. In 52 games for Konechny this year, more than a point per game. I think he's had a, one of the more underrated, not talked about, great seasons in, in the NHL this year. So him being out has been a big, big time uh, setback for the uh, Flyers. Again, their depth up front has been a uh, an issue all year. Can you get consistent offense from this forward group? It hasn't always been the uh, case. Of course, you've got a Owen Tippett. I think's been pretty solid, but you know when you're talking about an inconsistent Morgan Frost, Noah Cates hasn't given them much offensive thump uh Farabee and Lawton have kind of disappeared lately uh they've got an ugly ugly seven to nothing loss uh, in their last game over the weekend against New Jersey like I said they've only got one win the Flyers uh in their last uh eight games so it's definitely been a rough patch for them I really don't want any part of the Flyers it's a question of do you back the Rangers here we I am concerned about this being a, a look ahead spot to tomorrow with Kane joining the team do you take the Flyers for granted you know, you've got the big uh, debut set for the MSG tomorrow night against Ottawa. The Rangers should take care of business. I just don't feel like I'm in a rush to bet the Rangers either. I don't want Philly, but it's not like I'm in a rush to bet the Rangers here. I'd lean to them in regulation. Maybe you look at an over-team total. We've kind of seen the uh, the, 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 rank, the flyer defense kind of fall apart here in some recent games. They gave up five to Montreal. They gave up seven, of course, to New Jersey uh, in their last game. Uh, not pretty numbers. The over kind of makes some sense to me. I mean, they've gone 6-1 and to the over Philadelphia in their last seven games, and we've talked about New York now with this uh, improved forward group, how they've been transformed into a bit of an over team as well. So, you know, I'm I'm lukewarm on all three of those. You know, a Ranger regulation bet, a Ranger team total over, and a full game over are all um, leans for me. Uh, Maybe I I dabble on them here, but it's nothing I'm overly – excited about. I'm, I'm looking more at probably a couple of props, if anything, here tonight uh, in this uh, hockey game. Uh, if you look at the way the uh, shots on goal numbers have been uh, falling lately, uh, I want to shout out uh, Vincent Trochak here. Six shots on goal against L.A., three points in that game, two goals. And since he's been uh, paired up here in the forward group with the uh, recently acquired Artemi Panarin, uh, or sorry, with uh, Tarasenko. Although I do think there's going to be some shifting tonight, it looks like in the lines, because Trocek's been with Tarasenko mostly, but it looks like Tarasenko was the Banajad and Kreider, Panarin with Trocek and Kako on the uh, second line. But as I still think looking at Vinny Trocek to find the uh, score sheet tonight seems to be a good bet. His form is very good the uh, New York Rangers right now. Uh, it seems to be uh, giving him more confidence. Uh, his uh, point prop tonight, it's only minus 145, not a bad number. I could see him finding the uh, score sheet. It's certainly streaking in that direction, trending in that direction without a doubt uh, going into this game. Uh, as far as shots on goal are concerned, uh, if you look at uh, the uh, matchup here, I think this might be a good advantageous spot here for uh, Zabanajad. Uh, his shots on goal at uh, over... Uh, it's over two and a half with juice or over three and a half at a plus price, uh, depending on what you look for. Uh, Panarin. Yes. uh, Panarin point prop is always, you know, way too pricey to bet it on its own, but if you want to throw it into a uh, same game parlay or a parlay of some kind, you absolutely are able to uh, do that. Uh, Tarasenko for the uh, New York Rangers. Of course, he has fit in rather nicely here uh, for them since they got him. Now he's gone three straight games without a point, uh, but we'll see if he comes alive here tonight against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, don't really love his p- p- props. I'm waiting for him to really get on a run. You know, there's definitely potential that tonight against this uh, Flyers team that, again, their defensive game has kind of crumbled the last two games. This could be a spot for Tarasenko to get back on the score sheet. And, again, you're only talking minus 125. So, yeah, even though um, we're talking about um, Mika Zibanejad going three straight games without a point, this feels like a spot where he can hit the score sheet for sure against this Philadelphia team. So, and the price isn't bad at all. Uh, like I said, minus one twenty uh, to minus one twenty-five with that. I think Alex lost internet connection for just a second. Hopefully, he's able to rejoin us in a minute when he returns. Uh, we'll get his thoughts uh, on uh, this uh, game tonight. Uh, let me just see—is there anything else I'm missing here in terms of uh, props for this game? Not really. Uh, there's props. I'm I'm heavier on props in some of the other games tonight, but. There's a couple that I would uh, be looking at for Rangers Flyers there that I just mentioned. Uh, all right, next up, yeah, shots on goal for Hedel. Uh 15 shots on goal last five. So uh, definitely you could look in that direction as well. I think his shots prop is actually reasonable as well uh, currently, only two and a half and only plus 102 at Pinnacle, minus 118 at FanDuel, minus 115 at DraftKings. So yeah, that's a reasonable uh, shots on goal option as well as uh, Philip Hedel. Uh, again, the last two games, he's only had two, but you go back further than that, he had a stretch against Detroit, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton where he went over two and a half shots in four straight games. And again, keep in mind the opponent, Philadelphia, routinely this season giving up 30s in terms of uh, shots on goal uh, to their opponents. So, you know, this might be the night where Philip Heedle, despite the last two games staying under, can get back up and over his shots on goal prop. Speaking of a getting back, Alex B. Smith is getting back with us here on the uh, show here. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts on the uh, Rangers and the Flyers?
0: Yeah, so that, that play, I was looking more of the live first period over. Uh, thirty five is not bad, but these are two teams that don't really score super fast. We have seen the Rangers get on a, a nice little hot run to the first period over, so I'm going to be looking to grab that at plus money. That's the only thing I like here, obviously, like I said, Uh, TNT certainly disappointed that it's not uh, Sir Patrick Kane's debut with the Rangers, but uh, I think they're going to be fired up and I think they should do enough to put away Philly here.
1: All right, good stuff. Toronto and Edmonton. Now we've got the uh, Leafs minus 125 road favorites six and a half the total Leafs, of course, busy as fuck the last two days, really going back to the O'Reilly trade real busy in terms of trying to improve this team. Uh, How are the pieces going to fit and how quickly are they going to fit together and gel together? That's the biggest question. I mean, this is a lot of changes. And this lineup tonight for the Leafs, compared to what it looked like uh, in their last game, Sunday night against Seattle, is going to look a whole lot different. So these are all good players. You know, these are all good moves that the uh, Leafs have made. They're, They're most assuredly a better team on paper now. But like with most teams that make big deals like this, you know, you still have to remember that the pieces have to fit. And it could take some time. For as much as we loved Sam Lafferty and we loved Jake McCabe, who are surely going to make their Leafs debut tonight, we're a little more unsure about Luke Shen, uh, just because of the fact that you know he's traveling in. We'll have to see if he's ready to go uh, just in time. But keep in mind, I think he's also dealing with the fact his wife's about to give birth to a to their child. So you might not see Luke Shen tonight, and it, it doesn't look like he's going to be. Uh, in the uh, starting lineup, at least as of right now, things could change. But right now it's looking like a Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Mark Giordano, Timothy Lilligren, Jake McCabe, Connor Timmins, A group of six defensemen tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, for this game against the uh, Oilers. And of course, Sam Lafferty uh, will make his Leaf debut tonight. And it looks like he'll be on the fourth line with Aston Reese and Nolachari. Kerfoot, Camp, Yarncroke, the uh, third line, Tavares, O'Reilly, and Nylander, the uh, second line, and a great job by Sheldon Keith against Seattle. He said, Austin Matthews, we know he's a great player, but obviously this hasn't been the season he had last year, and I think that we could do something to help get him going a little bit. He decides to put Mitch Marner with Matthews in the Seattle game, and sure enough, what happens? Two goals for Austin Matthews. Great coaching. You got to give keep some pretty damn good coach in terms of adjusting. He doesn't stay status quo if things aren't working. I give him credit for that. Puts Marner with Matthews, and Matthews has a two-goal game against Seattle uh, on Sunday night. So to me, in this game, there's a lot of good options. I think Matthews, we know Matthews is streaky. We know the, the the odds are never that great for him to score a goal. But I could clearly see him finding the back of the net tonight, reestablishing that chemistry with Matthews mitch marner uh, on the top line so uh, i know only plus 112 at FanDuel to score a goal but i will be betting that uh, here tonight in this game mcdavid's on a goal scoring streak and of course people are going to hype this up as mcdavid on one side and matthews on the other you just know they will they always do that in these games and mcdavid is actually trending to scoring goals in bunches he hit the 50 mark uh, over the weekend or last game i should say against uh, boston And here he's gotten a goal in four straight games. He's gone over one and a half points in four straight games and over four and a half shots on goal in four straight games for the Edmonton Oilers. So anything McDavid, especially when he's, you know, Matthew's going to want to play well. McDavid's going to want to play well. So it makes sense here in this game to target props with both of those players uh, here in this game tonight. Nylander over three and a half shots on goal. I've been talking about that prop repeatedly. I think that's a good look as well tonight uh, in this hockey game. Uh, I wish there was a Jake McCabe prop on, you know how in the NFL, Alex, you can bet defensive tackles and assisted, assisted and solo tackles. Yep. There's some some, sometimes there's some really good opportunities with defensive props. I would have loved to have been able to bet a Jake McCabe over hits prop tonight, because I think in his first game with his new team, he's going to want to really, really make an impact and just show that physicality that he can bring. Uh, But unfortunately that's not, uh, at our disposal but if there was such a thing uh, i think that blocked shots yeah Uh block yep. shot mm-hmm. would certainly be, uh, there are some books that post block shot props so if you oh, combine okay. that with mccabe uh that is definitely i think something to work to look uh G- same with giordano i should be capitalizing more on block shot props that are offered from giordano uh, giordano i'm going to start betting that actually and giordano over one and a half shot shots blocked tonight what is he the, the leader in uh, locked shots now for the franchise i mean it's just uh unbelievable It's just a road grader so you know these are sometimes some good props to look at as well uh, and you would expect edmonton to be shooting the puck quite a bit as well yeah zach hyman against his former team i think that's probably a good look too uh and uh to score a goal absolutely and look is he's been uh, playing well offensively this year anyway for the uh Oilers and he's plus 160 to score a goal here tonight uh, in this game like I said Nylander Nylander by the way is on a seven game point streak uh, but you do have to obviously pay a premium for that so if you're going to bet the point prop you got to put it in a parlay of some kind but he has been uh, rolling offensively no doubt about that we Nylander by the way has an assist in four straight games and that prop is only plus 125 so that's a good look too. assist prop Nylander uh, again, he's had one in four straight games uh, here for the Leafs coming into tonight. So uh, that is definitely uh, worth a look. Uh, again, you, you know what you could do here tonight in this uh, game here as far as the uh, props are concerned? You could go with uh, Nylander Point and Hyman Point, parlay them together, get close to even money. You might even get a good plus price on that. So definitely some good options there. As far as the side and the total goes, I mean, Edmonton is having a a, a tough time right now. And I want to see if ackholm's going to be in for them. Uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see on that. Uh, again, they were talking to him via uh, you know satellite like yesterday when they introduced him to the team. He hadn't arrived in Edmonton yet. So that probably means you won't see him tonight uh, in the uh, we will have to wait and see. I'm just gonna see if I can get an update on that. Uh, we'll just yeah I, it's a game time decision uh, for Rackholm, but obviously it was a big, massive uh, addition and we'll help that blue line. So this is one of those games where a side and talk, like right now you have to lean Toronto. They've actually played well in Edmonton uh, in recent meetings between these two teams. Uh, they've really done well here in this, but they've done well in Alberta period. If you go back and look, Toronto has actually won in Edmonton uh, one, two, three, four, five straight times dating back to 2021. So Leafs have had all kinds of success here in Edmonton, five and zero oh in the last five meetings in Edmonton. Remember a lot of Leaf fans, are out there in Alberta. They make the trip out there. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Leafs. They're they're certainly the team that's in a little bit better form. I lean Toronto here, uh, and I also lean over. Just because you got so many new faces, there could be some screw-ups. There could be, you know, a few mistakes with the puck. Let's be honest, as good as McCabe is on the blue line, he's working with a new team, new defensive partner. Sometimes it takes some time to develop that chemistry. So you could see just in this first game, you know, maybe a few hiccups. Uh, especially on the back end for this Leafs team tonight, and uh, we'll see. But uh, that has me kind of leaning toward uh, this game over, not to mention Edmonton's just been, uh, for the most part, uh, trending over the total, and uh, we'll see if that continues here. The games in Edmonton, the last two, have had at least six goals in them as well. So, And long-term, actually, in Edmonton, uh, between these two teams, we've seen three uh, of the uh, five meetings go over the total. So I do lean Leafs in the over. But again, lukewarm. It's a tricky game just because you got so many new faces. On both sides, especially Toronto for this game. What do you think here, Alex? Leafs and Oilers.
0: Yeah, this is one where I'm gonna pass for sure. We talked about this with Toronto making so many moves that I just want to wait and let all these guys get a, in, into a rhythm and uh, and and let that starting lineup, what's what's going to be their official starting lineup, kind of gel together. So yeah, I probably will stay away from Toronto from a side perspective for at least the next three or four games. Uh, and but I don't even like a total side in this, so I'm just gonna just gonna you completely over.
1: You're right about that, Bo. Much cheaper to watch your Leafs play in Edmonton at uh, Rogers Place than at Scotiabank <laughs> Arena, there's no doubt. Uh, and uh, like I say, I find the Leafs get more of a boost from the crowd when they're on the road sometimes you know, than when at uh, Scotiabank Arena. Although Scotiabank Arena does pick up the volume in the playoffs. I noticed that in the Tampa series last year. That was a much louder building in the playoffs, which was good to see. But in the regular season, it's a Morgan there. Uh, in toronto if you can't
0: make if you can't make noise
1: for the playoffs then what are you doing you know yeah why are you (laughs) even going to the game exactly you're just going to sit on your hands and don't even show up i agree with that all right arizona dallas well the dallas stars show up tonight Uh, they got beat by vancouver uh, in their last game in overtime and they're laying another massive number another borderline outrageous number based on their recent form a minus 400 home favorites six the total in this game so i'm going to do two bets on this game uh and i'm going to split them up We're going to do Arizona or draw. This is a double chance bet that we've been betting a lot lately, uh, a lot more lately in the NHL, uh, uh, going against some of these overpriced favorites. And without a doubt, this is an overpriced favorite. Arizona or draw, you can get a plus 200. Not a bad price there. I'm going to put a little bit on that, and I'm also going to put another half of that bet on just the straight draw. Uh, in this game, uh, which is upwards of plus 400, I believe. I'm just trying to see here. Uh, you can get, plus, oh, actually at Pinnacle, you know, which is an excellent book for draw bets. You always seem to get some of the best prices to bet the draw at Pinnacle. Uh, plus 446 currently at Pinnacle for the draw uh, in this game between the Coyotes and Stars. I mean, we've talked about this just repeatedly on this show. Seven of the last 11 Dallas Stars games have gone beyond regulation. This team just at both ends of the ice doesn't have the um, the 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 consistency right now to be winning games comfortably, and it's not only that seven of their last eleven games have gone to overtime or a shootout. Even the games that have not gone to overtime or a shootout during this span were damn close, you know, to going uh, to overtime or a shootout. If you look at their recent results, the Minnesota game, yeah, it was 4-1 Dallas, but Dallas had a couple empty net goals there. The Tampa Bay 3-1 win over Dallas was 1-1 with less than a minute to go in the third period. Tampa Bay got the game-winning goal to make it 2-1 with under a minute left, and then they got an empty net goal right after that. So it was that close, under a minute away from that game, cashing the draw uh, and going to overtime as well. Uh, Of course, after that, we had the back-to-back games that went beyond regulation for Dallas against Boston and Minnesota. The Columbus 4-1 win. That was 2-1 Columbus late, and they put it away with empty net goals. It was a one-goal game late, though, that close to another draw. The Chicago 4-3 win in Dallas. Tyler Sagan missed tying that game because the uh, puck went in the net just seconds after the clock expired. And time expired, or else that game could have been a game that went to overtime. And then, of course, they enter this game on uh, two straight games that have gone beyond regulation against Vegas and uh, Vancouver. So uh, there is just—it's been—they've been either going to overtime or buzzing around getting to overtime, pretty much in eleven straight hockey games. The Dallas Stars. So uh, for that reason, here I think it's a situation where it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's been cashing. You know, it's like we're playing with a little bit of the house money right now because of the fact of Alex and I have both been on, you know, either the dog in the draw or the draw by itself in these Dallas Stars games. Now, the one concern here is you've got Arizona on a back-to-back, Dallas rested, Dallas off another tough loss. You know, there is that fear at some point, Dallas is going to just light someone up. But, you know, we just have not seen evidence of that uh, of late. Uh, and Arizona, you know, with a nice win last night against a Chicago 4-1 to Uh, I know, like I said, I know the Coyotes are on a back-to-back, not the most advantageous spot. Connor Ingram will be a net tonight for them. They are only two and five, you know, on a back-to-back this year. But the fact remains, you're talking about Dallas not winning games easily against anybody these days. When you are not, when you're losing to Chicago at home and you're losing to Vancouver at home, that goes to show you, you don't need to be timid right now with trying to take your shot going against dallas as a big favor to this size right now so for me i've got a half and half bet here arizona or draw plus 200 and also the draw by itself and again at pinnacle is where i bet it plus 446 plus 446 on the draw uh, at pinnacle what a price that is Uh, alex what do you think here coyote stars
0: yeah i got the draw plus 410 uh, that's, that's what I played this morning, but that's a, gr- a great grab. I can't get a pinnacle, unfortunately here, but, uh, I mean, that's just been what we've been doing with Dallas, the draw. I mean, you, you can legitimately make a case that 10 of the last 11 games could have gone to overtime. Eight of them have, go- have gone to overtime or a shootout. And, uh, it's just Arizona has been a feisty team. And, uh, even with Ingram, I still think this is going to be one of those games that goes back and forth and it could be a tie at three past 60 so it's going to be uh, dallas is going to have to go at least two or three games with them either getting blown out or, or winning by margin before i get off of this uh this draw move with the stars
1: yeah exactly and it's like i said ingram and in net ottinger and net for dallas and look ottinger hasn't been great lately again he's yeah. given up a five spot there to uh, vancouver uh, in their last game and uh you know he's fighting through some uh, struggles you know and you know the young goalie who was magnificent last year especially in that first round series against Calgary he's still very young you know he's going to have ups and downs he's going to have smiles and frowns he's going to have bumps in the road you know peaks and valleys like every young player and I think Ottinger's kind of going through that uh, right now as well for the uh, Dallas Stars at this point in time uh, as far as the props go for uh, this match up here with the uh, uh, Dallas Stars and uh, Coyotes I'm back to the Miro Haskin and shots train we've been on His shots on goal prop quite a bit. And again, we talk about it with Arizona. They give up a lot of shots to blue liners on the other team. So it does make sense to go to Haskin in here with the overshots on goal. Uh, I'm going to actually sprinkle on not only Wyatt Johnston overshots, but Wyatt Johnston to score a goal. He has been one of the best forwards lately for Dallas. I know Dallas has had their issues in terms of their recent form but they can't blame wyatt johnston the rookie for it he's been very noticeable he's been all over the puck i think his point prop at plus 110 to score a goal you can go further at plus 330 i think is probably worth a look tonight uh, in this game uh, i could definitely see him maybe finding the uh, back of the net here tonight for the uh, dallas stars like i say this young kid at times he's had uh, some outstanding performances this year uh, no question about it for the uh, dallas stars we'll see if that uh, continues Uh, here tonight uh, in uh, this game against Arizona. Uh, So there are some good options here as far as uh, the goal, um, the the prop market is concerned. Those are the main ones. Uh, If I were to look at uh, Arizona props, we did talk about how, you know, there have been some players that have been trending a little bit lately uh, in terms of points. Keller's gotten a point in nine of the last 10. Unfortunately, again, if you're going to bet Keller to get a point, you've got to put it in a parlay. It's a minus 175, minus 180 on its own. But he's been trending over point prop. Like I said, Johnston overshots on goal eight of the last 10. Clayton Keller to get an assist, by the way, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. These assist props are gold. You know, they don't adjust prices based on teams or players, Alex, that are consistently getting assists. I mean, Clayton Keller for Arizona has an assist in eight of the last 10 games. His assist prop is plus 115. I mean, these are just outstanding to take advantage of these because there's just no adjustment. It's like they're not even paying attention, you know, to what these uh, players are doing in terms of setting up goals. Uh, So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Barrett Hayton has a point in seven of the last 10 games. Uh, Like I say, Rope Hints might be worth a look. Schmaltz might be worth a look from a goal-scoring standpoint. Seven of the last 10 games, Nick Schmaltz has found the back of the net, and he's plus 260 to score tonight. So, you know, not bad options here as far as the – uh, prop market goes in. rich H good call with that. Not only Wyatt Johnston producing a little bit lately, but he scored in both games this year against the Arizona coyotes for the Dallas stars. So, yeah, this is definitely a game where I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm going in on the draw in Arizona or draw double chance. And I think it's uh, some decent uh, prop options. This could be a night too, where again, we talk about the zone of shots that they allow. Uh, definitely, uh, you could look at, uh, uh, saves prop for Ingram potentially. That's always, I think, Uh, a live prop when you're talking about the uh, Arizona goaltenders, they face a lot of rubber uh, on a nightly basis. And that's the one thing I think you can expect from Dallas after losing to Vancouver. The uh, last game is that they're going to try to fire that puck as much as they can uh, on net here uh, against Arizona tonight. Uh, All right. That is the first half of the NHL card. We got three more games on tap on this Wednesday night, Uh, 236 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll be back for the uh, last three games of this Wednesday card right after we hear from Gramco
0: support for the ice guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field screen, racetrack court, or the ice Gramco is for the game grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics. Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order, and any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So, live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
1: All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. Great point in the chat. Someone about Evgeny Dadanov, Dadanov here for Dallas. Uh, five shots on goal, and he scored in his Dallas debut against Vancouver. So, I think the shots on goal, I don't see them offered very much anywhere, but I definitely see the goal prop. I see the point prop. Point prop is plus 110, and the goal prop is in the plus 300 range. So uh the up here for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, definitely might be uh, worth a look. And, again, he's going to get opportunity as well, second power play. Uh, Peter DeBoer looks like he's got him placed on the uh, second uh, line as well for the uh, Dallas Stars or actually third line was Sagan and Marchment, but still five shots on goal, man, you could tell he was uh, definitely uh, putting the puck on net. And look, if you're going to bet points, prop, and goal props, you want to see those shots on goal numbers up because, you know, you're only going to get points if you're shooting the puck and goals, if you're shooting the puck. And he certainly did that uh, the other night against uh, Vancouver. So not a bad find there with the Don off here. If you want to go in that direction. All right, New Jersey and Colorado, uh, Colorado, minus minus one fifteen home favorite six, the total in this one, uh, great matchup here. You know, New Jersey thinks they can make a playoff run. Colorado's looking to win back-to-back Stanley Cups, so two teams primed for hopefully good things in the spring. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, of course, uh, you know, with uh, Timo Meyer uh, on the uh, team, the big addition uh, for this uh, Devils team. However, uh, he is not going to make his New Jersey Devils debut tonight against Colorado. Uh, apparently, they're still evaluating, you know, some of the uh, injuries, uh, and it's just his physical condition going into this game. It's only short term, so they say Meyer should be ready to make his debut for the weekend, but it will not be tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils here uh, in this game against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I said it on uh, the other night uh, that Colorado played against Vegas. I ain't stepping in front of the Avs, and it's the same way for me here tonight. I ain't stepping in front of the Avs. However, uh, there is going to be a a change tonight for the Avs in terms of going with Eustace Oninen. Uh, in net tonight for the uh, avalanche giving a uh, uh, Jonas uh not Jonas Corpus, uh, giving uh, uh Alexander Georgiev the uh, night off here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche so he'll be in between the uh, pipes here for the uh, avalanche tonight against the uh, Devils uh, he did play of course against St. Louis uh, a few weeks ago against the Blues played pretty well one goal allowed on 20 shots again that was when the Blues were just coming off the uh, O'Reilly trade Reeling a little bit, and they took advantage of a team that obviously, since that trade went down, the Blues have not played good hockey, and Colorado took advantage of that. So, this is going to be a taller or taller uh, task and a much tougher one for Eustace and in here against this New Jersey team. So, we'll see how he fares. The, de- the Avalanche, honestly, have played some pretty good defensive hockey uh, of late. We'll see if they keep that rolling here. The-, the teams met back in October in New Jersey, and it was a one nothing win for the uh, New Jersey devils. So uh, it was a very, very well defended game, good goaltending uh, on both sides. And you've uh, got Colorado playing some pretty good defensive hockey themselves. Uh, the last three games, they have given up just two goals in the last three games combined. Granted, those were Georgiev starts, all three of them. We'll see if uh, and can uh, keep the uh, train rolling here tonight for the Colorado Avalanche, but the Avalanche have won six in a row. Like I say, they're starting to round into a playoff form. Uh, even still, with uh, Eric Johnson out, Kale McCarr out, uh, they have been able to uh, get uh, get through that and still be able to play well, win games. And again, they've got incredible depth on the blue line, so it definitely helps to uh, sustain them in spite of the fact they're missing a couple of key players there uh, on the back end. So. This one, I, I would definitely still be interested in Colorado. I probably will bet Colorado now uh, at a deflated price because, again, they're, they've they bet New Jersey this open minus 130 with the the news. I don't want to treat Anandan like he's garbage. He hasn't shown you that he is. He had the one start against St. Louis. He played well. He only gave up one goal. I know this will be tougher, you know, trying to hold down this devil's uh, offense, but you know, this looks pretty damn cheap if you ask me. For a team that's won six in a row, Colorado Avalanche only minus 115 on their home ice. So, I think I will get involved with the Avs a little bit. I think the total is – I get that feel like with – New Jersey's trended over lately. Colorado's been very, very good defensively. But I look at the, the, the Colorado results the last three games. Winnipeg, you know, was in a tough spot off a road trip. They shut them down. They played Calgary, who, as we saw last night, you know, they could have 50 shots on goal and still only score one goal. You know that's the nature of facing the flames, and then Vegas. You know they got shut. They shut out Vegas the other night, and Vegas. You know, not a consistent team to light up the scoreboard night in and night out. So I think this is a game where we might see a little bit more of a flow, a little bit more of an end-to-end type of game. So uh, the over does appeal to me a little bit here, over six, especially because it's six and not six and a half. So abs and over, uh, certainly interested in both of those. What do you think here, Alex? Devils, Avalanche.
0: Yeah, I like this first period over. But I'm not gonna wait
1: and grab it in game.
0: I, I laid the dollar twenty five earlier. If you're seeing anything higher than a dollar thirty, I would suggest maybe waiting in game. But like I said, with Annan and yeah, he's not garbage by any means. This guy's a a sturdy goaltender. He's a guy who can give you a, a spot start here or there at the NHL level. I think in due time he'll be. Uh I project him to kind of be maybe a one A, one B option at, at the highest, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of years. But this is not a bad spot. If anything, I would kind of lean with the draw. I could see where both teams obviously with their playoff positioning right now, they're not going to risk doing anything crazy late if this is a, a close game or a tie game. But I feel more comfortable with goals early in the contest, and that's something we've seen from New Jersey of late. So uh go first period over one and a half minus a dollar twenty-five.
1: All right, there you go first period over for Alex with New Jersey and Colorado prop wise in this game. Uh, again, we've got uh, Jack Hughes by the way. he's gone over his shot prop eight of the last ten and I know you're you know you're talking about with Hughes usually three and a half four and a half now with some of his shots props but kind of a showcase game for him. Uh, four and a half, at least you get a very good plus price on it. Plus plus one thirty-five. I don't hate taking a shot at plus money over four and a half because he's been shooting it a lot lately, especially now he's getting his feet under him. Now he's been back for enough games following the injury absence. So, uh, Hughes, I think becomes a focal point in terms of shooting the puck. Look, McKinnon, uh, has just been on a tear in terms of shooting the puck for, uh, Colorado. Uh, there's no question about that. If you look at the way he's been playing, uh, he's been shooting the puck quite a bit as well. Uh, in uh, recent games, uh, McKinnon's gone over four and a half shots in seven of the last ten. McKinnon, by the way, is on a four-game goal-scoring streak. So, if you believe in ride the streak, uh, you want to be on uh, Connor uh, Nathan McKinnon here to uh, score a goal tonight. Four straight games for him with a goal, and like I said, Hughes has gone over his shot prop four straight games uh, as well. You know who I'm going to take on New Jersey. It's just unbelievable. Dawson Mercer just is incredible for us. I mean, he's just uh, every game now lately, a goal and a point. And every game we've been betting it uh, lately and every game, Dawson Mercer continues to reward us with just uh, outstanding play uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, He's been excellent. He's taken advantage of this opportunity playing with Heashear and Tomas to Tata- Tomas Tatar on the uh, top line uh, he has now gone uh, with a goal in six straight games and a point in six straight games and yet still the uh, prices remain very very val- uh, value laden for Dawson Mercer's props plus plus a 100 to get a point plus 310 at points bet to get a goal how about that i mean the guy scored in six straight games you can get plus 310 on him to score a goal tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils so yeah, absolutely outstanding here uh, the way he's played lately. You just keep rolling with that as far as I'm concerned until it loses. Uh, he has been just consistently producing goals and points for the New Jersey Devils. He sheer has gone over his shots prop in three straight games. So probably put that on my prop card here tonight as well. Rantanen has scored in five straight games. So kind of like Mercer where, you know, the streaking uh, goal score, it's hard not to bet them. I know the price isn't, The best plus 120, but uh, Miko Rantanen is on a five-game goal-scoring streak. Hard to ignore that uh, going into this game. Uh, Big Val Natchushkin for the Avalanche on a five-game point streak. So this is a great game because you got so many uh, players that are in great form, scoring a point. Five straight games with a point for Big Val Natchushkin and he's minus 145 to get a point at DraftKings tonight. So there you go. Perfect. Still a very good price for a guy on a five-game point streak for the uh, Avalanche going into this game tonight. So great prop options here in terms of there's a lot of players that are in very good form right now. Uh, and, and, you know, whether it's goal prop point props, assist props, and, you know, trending toward uh, a good streak, uh, in those categories. So definitely some good options there, uh, tonight in this game, uh, the Jack Hughes assist prop is minus 114. He's got an assist in multiple games in a row. And, uh, the same thing with, uh, uh Michushkin as well for the uh, avalanche he's gone three straight games with an assist going into tonight's game against new jersey his assist prop is as high as plus 140 plus 150 so you know there is just all kinds of great prices with props involving players that are trending toward go- get getting those props hit you know whether it's point prop goal prop assist prop shots on goal it's going to be a really good prop game for me here, this uh, Devils and Abs game tonight. Like I said, a lot of good menu options on the board. This is like that buffet table. You just can't make up your mind what you like the most. Uh, there are a lot of things that appeal uh, for sure uh, in this one. All right, final game. Uh, I believe this is the final game. Yes, it is. Oh, no, we got two games left. Uh, Washington and Anaheim. Uh, Washington minus 190. Road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Of course, the uh, Capitals, a uh, busy, busy team yesterday uh, as well. Uh, You know, including, of course, uh, trading away Gustafson to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. They get Rasmus Sandin uh, in return uh, from the uh, Leafs. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to get out to the West Coast quickly enough to be uh, in the lineup tonight. Uh, That remains to be seen. Uh, As far as the uh, Ducks go, uh, they've got a few more absences tonight. Henrique's on IR. Uh, Kulikov on the blue line uh, is out. Uh, John Klingberg uh, on the blue line is out. Both of them scratched, I believe, due to trade-related reasons. So uh, they expect to be moving Kulikov and Klingberg probably uh, before the uh, deadline on Friday, this Anaheim team. So they're definitely a little shorthanded at the back end. Uh, this is one of those games where if I'm betting it, I'm looking. I'm just keeping it simple. Capitals team total over three and a half. I think that's probably a good look tonight. I want to take the, the situation. I don't want to trust... Kemper right now. Kemper's a bit of a up and down erratic mess right now. He was very good against the uh, Rangers. LaViolette decides to start him on the back to back against Buffalo on Sunday. And he was just lit up in that game uh, by the Sabres. He kind of snapped mentally uh, after that game, you know, broke his stick. uh, And then he got pulled right after that. So uh, he was kind of a basket case in that game. So uh, plus, well, the one thing I'll say about Anaheim is, you know, they're actually playing some. That they're winning uh right now three straight wins now and and the guy in net for the uh, ducks John Gibson you know is in net tonight and maybe he stands on his head again who knows because he was absolutely spectacular the last two games of that road trip where the uh, ducks pulled massive upsets plus 275 dogs at Washington in ovechkin's return and plus 400 underdogs at Carolina when they beat the hurricanes three-2 but uh, no question he was just spectacular stood on his head. But I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. I mean, if the Anaheim Ducks are going to give up, you know, 43 shots like they did to Washington uh, last week, and then 53 shots like they did to Carolina, you know, eventually you're not going to win games doing that. And I like the angle of Washington losing to this team at home last week and now getting them a week later here in Anaheim. Anaheim sitting these guys, you know, that are on the blue line because of potential trades. I think Washington tonight, Solves Gibson this time around. A weaker blue line in front of him tonight compared to last week when they played in Washington. So I like the uh, team total here for the uh, Washington Capitals in this game. That's the way I'm going to go about it. Uh, Washington uh, team total here, you can get it at uh, over three and a half, minus 118 uh, at Pinnacle. Pretty reasonable price. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Capitals, Ducks? Uh, Here we go. Okay, time figure out how to do this thing on the, on my
0: phone, but uh, I like the Washington team total as well. I was kind of looking toward Washington first period puck line, but I like I said, I just, I don't know. I just feel like this could easily be kind of a back and forth game, maybe early. And I feel more confident backing Washington to get goals rather than, like I said, even putting this game away because they've been struggling so much. And uh, obviously we, I don't think I can remember the last time I bet Anaheim money line uh, in a pregame spot. I probably won't be doing that at all the rest of of the way. The way that they're playing, so uh, it's definitely looking like a live game. But if I would definitely go with watching the team total. I'm surprised it's not four and a half at this point. Three and a half at minus one twenty. Even with how bad they've been playing lately, that's still a a, a decent price and a decent number.
1: All right, there we go. So a uh, cap steam total over for both of us uh, in this one, and uh, lean toward that first period there on the uh, Capitals as well. Prop wise, uh, there's definitely some uh, options here that we have at our disposal as well in this game. Uh, I think, and as you look at it, um, I do want to mention something here regarding uh, Tom Wilson shooting the puck a lot more, and I think you know a goal and a point prop of some kind for him is probably uh, not a bad option here for this uh, game tonight against the. Uh, uh, against the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I want to mention, too, uh, Ovechkin, uh, over four and a half shots. Since he's been back, uh, he's certainly been looking to shoot that puck. And I know you're getting four and a half with his shots on goal prop, but definitely you could end up seeing the uh, uh, Washington uh, Capitals firing that puck quite a bit here in this. So, uh, And Ovechkin at over four and a half, still think he could find his way up and over uh, that shots on goal number. Uh, as far as some other looks here in this game, There are some uh, good ones. I'm just uh, taking a look here what we've got uh, in terms of uh, Washington. And and I've actually lost the screen here for a second. Hold on. We'll get it back. That's the beauty of doing a show live. There we go. TJ Oshie, a goal in three straight games. TJ Oshie, a point in three straight games. Troy Terry, a point in three straight games. Troy Terry, a goal in three straight games. Jakob Silverberg, a goal in three straight games. So there you go. You've got multiple players here on this um, for both teams streaking in terms of uh, scoring goals and collecting points. You got Oshie points. Oshie to score a goal worth a look. Terry to get a point uh, probably worth a look although you want to check the price on that. You know, sometimes it's a little pricey for uh, Terry just to uh, get a point. Yeah, actually not bad tonight. Minus 135 to get a goal plus 260 and he's again gone three straight games with a goal for the Anaheim Ducks. Silverberg you know, who is someone that is just, you know, his offense isn't what it once was earlier in his career. He's more of a depth forward now, but he's scored in three straight games. And he's upwards of plus 475 at BetMGM and DraftKings to score a goal tonight. So if you buy into uh, the streaking goal score uh, in Silverberg, there you go. An incredible bargain bin uh, option right there uh, for the Anaheim Ducks tonight. And like we said, TJ Oshie has been uh, very good lately. Uh, he stepped up his game. Uh, which is what you expect from a very good player uh, at this time of year. Uh, plus 185 to 90 to score a goal tonight. Only minus 138 to minus 140 to get a point as well for uh, TJ Oshie tonight. So why not? I mean, he's definitely playing well in uh, recent games. There's uh, no question about that. Yeah, uh, apparently, uh, that I heard that too, Rich. O- Ovechkin wasn't thrilled that Dmitry Orlov got dealt uh, to the uh, Boston Bruins. Um, so we'll, you know, will that impact? I, I don't know, but I just think from a situational standpoint, Washington got uh, the game robbed of them by Gibson last week in the nation's capital. I think they figure some things out offensively tonight uh, in the rematch. Yeah. All right, final game, and this is a good one. This is the second TNT game tonight. This is a really good late night game. Carolina and Vegas. Uh, Carolina minus one forty road favorites. Uh, five and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, plays out. And I, I actually want to answer that question someone had about Sandine. Is he in the lineup tonight for uh, Washington? We'll have to wait and see. He's questionable for this game. Immigration issues, they need to be re- – I doubt it. You know, I know what that's like. When you're trying to go from a Canadian team to an American team and vice versa, sometimes it can take some time. So I, I, I would say no in terms of him being in the lineup tonight for uh, Washington on the blue line. This game, I mean, this should be a good one here. You've got Carolina uh, going on the road. Uh, against this Vegas Golden Knights team, which is now off back-to-back losses against Dallas and Colorado and looking to turn things around tonight uh, against uh, Carolina, who uh, suffered a shocking loss to the Anaheim Ducks solely because of the heroics of John Gibson. 53 to 15 were the shots on goal in favor of the Hurricanes, but they end up losing 3-2 to the uh, Anaheim Ducks. I do want to point one thing out Uh, between these two teams. uh, We have seen Two of the last three meetings go beyond regulation. Vegas has gone beyond regulation in three of the last four games overall. That's kind of where I'm going in this game, the draw. You know, I think it's going to be a competitive game. Vegas is at home off two straight losses. I expect a good effort from them. Carolina clearly starting a very important road trip uh, after a stunning loss to Anaheim, where they actually deserve the win, clearly. But uh, John Gibson, you know, stole the game. But still, it was a loss. They're going to want to start the road trip, bouncing back with a win. I think Vegas is going to want to bring it after back-to-back losses. So I think you have a very, very competitive game, a pretty close game. And at the end of the day, I think you've got a game that's got a real chance to go beyond 60 minutes. And uh, like I said, a couple years ago, they played in Vegas. The game went into overtime. And two of the last three head-to-head meetings between these two teams uh, have gone to overtime. So my number one draw look tonight is clearly Arizona-Dallas, especially at that price. But uh, I would look in that direction here in this game as well with uh, Carolina-Vegas, the draw plus 328 right now uh, at Pinnacle uh, in this one. Uh, What do you think here, Alex, Hurricanes, Golden Knights? Mm, Not so fast, my friend. I like Carolina regulation. Uh, In this one I
0: got it plus 105 and I do see where this could easily be uh, a bit of an OT game. That's that's not a bad look to take with Vegas, especially at home, the way that they kind of trend under keep games low and slow. But I just think Carolina is going to come out hot in this spot. And, you know, talking about what moves that have been made and I know a lot of us like that Pulley RV deal. Uh, going to carolina that's something that'll be huge moving forward i think carolina gets on a nice little run and i think they'll, they will not just get on a nice little run but they continue to play well and i think they're going to maybe even take it a step further once pull arbys in and, and integrate it into that lineup but i like carolina in this spot in regulation plus 105 didn't want to lay that that dollar 40 price i think they could take care of it this year i think it'll be a tight early and i think carolina kind of pulls away late so it might be some time to Look for a live spot as well, potentially, and also like uh, Seth Jarvis. I got his over shots on goal two and a half. That was minus a dollar ten this morning. It's now minus a dollar forty. So uh, I think a lot of people are having the the same mindset there. But you can even adjust it and go three or higher at uh, so minus one fifteen at Bet Online. So three at least three shots or more. That's the best way to do
1: it, rather than just a straight over on it. Yeah, cats out of the bag with that, although it's still minus 120 at DraftKings. So there's still some uh, decent uh, prices out there with the uh, over two and a half. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be on the card. Has to be. We've talked about this now repeatedly uh, a couple of games in a row, and that's absolutely top of the ticket in terms of player prompts, maybe on the entire night, but certainly in this game, Seth Jarvis over two and a half shots on goal. Eight straight games that he has gone over two and a half shots for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. There's no question that is a a must bet, must bet uh, here tonight. Uh, In this game, Brent Burns has gone over two and a half shots in three straight. I like that prop as well. Not as much as Jarvis, but uh, I do like that prop uh, as well. Uh, Him to uh, get over two and a half shots uh, in this uh, game tonight. Burns also has a point in eight of the last ten games for the uh, Hurricanes. He's really started to, you know, move that puck, jump into the play, be a massive difference maker. Offense from the blue line, including on the power play, and he's only minus one twenty-five to get a point uh, in this game tonight. So. You know, the Burns prop, De- props, shots on goal, and point prop are definitely live, in my opinion, here tonight as well, Uh going into this game. Uh, As far as uh, some other props that you might be interested in, we mentioned Jarvis. I still wouldn't shy away from Shea Theodore point and assist prop. It didn't obviously cash last game. They got shut out by Colorado, so obviously uh, those props would have lost the other night. But I would go back to it. He had gone over. Uh, he had gotten a point and gotten an assist in uh, four straight games before that Colorado loss. So you're still getting pretty good prices. And uh, with those props on uh, Theodore, again, to get a point, minus 108, to get an assist, plus 120 uh, here tonight against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, what else is there? There's a couple more. Tara Vinan maybe overshots on goal. Could see him uh, getting over that number tonight. For the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, kind of been trending that way as well. Uh, Marty Natchez, uh, he's gone over his shots on goal prop in 60% of his games this year. It's actually even money. Uh, uh, Two of the three of the last five, he's gone over it as well. So uh, definitely something to uh, consider there as far as uh, another shots on goal option. Maybe Marcia so tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And Carrier as well. Carrier's got to lay minus 165 with his shot prop but he's gone over it in four of the last five uh eight of the last ten and he's actually gone over his shot prop of over one and a half each time he's played carolina and same with marshes so every time he's played carolina he's gone over that shot prop so sometimes you look at the head-to-head as well and see what they've done in terms of you know production shooting the puck against a specific opponent both marshes so and um Carrier for vegas They've gone over their shot prop every game every time they've played Carolina. So uh, definitely keep that in mind as well for this uh, game tonight. So not a bad prop look. Uh, Eichel, of course, starting to heat up. You could somehow get involved in props involving him if you're so inclined. Uh, There's actually an oddball prop, too. Not an oddball prop, but I guess you could say it is. But uh, Brett Howden actually has a track record of scoring a shit ton against the Carolina Hurricanes, Uh, and he's upwards of plus 710 at FanDuel. So if you really want to get crazy, There you go. But Brett Howden, for some reason, he plays Carolina. He scores goals. It's it's the damnedest thing. And and look, he's only a depth forward for uh, Vegas. He's playing on the fourth line tonight with uh, Kolasar and Paul Cotter, but he could sprinkle still a couple bucks on that. Hard to ignore the uh, track record of him scoring against the Hurricanes. So Uh, Definitely uh, something maybe to take a small little lottery shot on tonight in this game. Great stuff with Alex B. Smith. Another great show. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. 273 live viewers on YouTube. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. A brand new article just posted on the page, courtesy of Alex B. Smith. That, the daily Ice Guys show betting card, goalie charts, totals charts, you name it, and more. Patreon.com slash ice guys. We're going to have another video piece uh, with Nikita Kaszurski. Uh, that we're recording uh, this week. We'll have it posted next week on the uh, page as well. So tons of bonus content coming your way. And again, if you're t- thinking about tipping us and showing your appreciation for the show, that's the way to do it. It's only $10 a month. Sign up and subscribe at patreon.com slash guys. Yeah, definitely check out all the
0: stuff we got going on Patreon, but also check out the Ice Guys store as well. Uh, that's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. You can get this wonderful hoodie that i'm wearing right now you can get uh caps t-shirts mugs all kind of cool stuff and we might have some more stuff dropping uh pretty soon too as we head into the playoffs so uh definitely want to check out patreon Definitely also want to check out the ice guy shop that's iceguys.myspreadshop.com
1: yeah definitely want to check that out no question uh, about that Uh, all right we got best bets to wrap it up here for this edition of the ice guys coming up after we hear from manscaped Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Guys. That's promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40, nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and we are ready for best bets here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, all right, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet?
0: Yeah, hopefully this doesn't cut out. <laughs> but uh, we're going with the Stars and Coyotes. We're going to draw. It's draw season. Plus 410. As high as to 40, 40 to plus 450, so definitely shop around. But uh, Dallas has been just, you know, living on the edge, making these games much tougher than they have to be, uh, especially against lesser competition. So I'm expecting another close game that goes past 60 minutes here we'll the Arizona-Dallas draw. That is my best bet for this Wednesday night.
1: There you go. Uh, and I'm on board with that one as well. Arizona-Dallas draw uh, north of plus 400. Shop around. You can get really good price on that. Coyote stars draw for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, my best bet for this card Uh, I'm going to go back to a, a best bet that cashed for me last Friday. It's a player prop best bet tonight. Back to the well with Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes, over two and a half shots on goal, minus 120 at FanDuel, DraftKings, among other places. It's still a very reasonable price. Minus 120, over two and a half shots on goal for Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes, a guy that has gone over two and a half shots on goal in eight straight games coming into tonight. How can you argue with that as a best bet candidate? Seth Jarvis, over two and a half shots on goal, minus 120, my best bet here for this Wednesday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of uh, the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Alex B. Smith. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. <laughs>